it's live action podcast <laughs> The, the the cat is over here. The cat will probably be quiet. The dog is behind us and she is being a fucking nightmare today. So she's going to bark at some point. She's really Great. living up to her breed oh. stereotypes today. Yeah. <laughs> My cat's food alarm is going to go off in 20 minutes and you'll all get to hear it. Okay. And we then I'll have... leave to feed the cats. <laughs> we also have the food alarm um, and it's a song. It's, it's Siobhan Donahue's Ghosts. So I can't play that in the house now because it's been my ringtone for like 10 years. But I can't play the song in the house because when it gets to the chorus, the two of them are like, where's my fucking food, bitch? Oh, yeah, yeah. One time my ringtone, because it's just a standard Apple ringtone, went off in a show I was watching. And the cats were like, what the fuck? Give us food. <laughs> but that happened, yeah, so we were watching something yeah. and uh, like the default Apple alarm started and Lucy's looking around like, do we have to do, we have to do something? This That yeah. usually means we do something. What's going on? <laughs> All right, so okay, welcome to welcome to chaos. <laughs> so, in case you couldn't tell, fellow fair listeners, we have not one, not two, but three guests uh, with us today. This is going to be an adventure, and I'm so excited. Uh, they've all been on the podcast before. They are some of the coolest, smartest Vancouverites I've ever met. Uh, first up on her second time, Andrea Warner. <laughs> You may remember her from such podcasts as I forget what the episode was, but Fins, Fins, Fems, and Gems, where you said the most amazing line, wizards fucking and sucking, and I still reference that because it was great. <laughs> I mean, wow. I uh, that's I'm how can I live up to it tonight? We'll find out. We'll find out. Henry yep. Warner writes and talks a lot. Uh she's the author of this is your own bio that I'm yep. reading you said this to yep. me. She's the author of Buffy St. Marie, The Authorized Biography, 2018, and We Ought to Know How Four Women Ruled the 90s and Changed Canadian Music from 2015. Uh, Andrea is a writer and broadcaster. You still let me on your podcast, so I guess we're okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> writer, broadcaster, podcaster, creative consultant, uh, who also co-hosts the weekly feminist pop culture podcast, Pop This. Listen to that. We've been on it. It is fantastic. Uh, Andrea is currently working on her next book, which will be out in the fall of 2023. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Wizards fucking and sucking. <laughs> the latest episode of Pop This features fan favorite Sonera Geisler. Um, oh, good. <laughs> talking about wanting to celebrate Valentine's Day by squeezing a real human heart. Great. I mean, I also hope we can live up to that. I hope so too. I hope so too. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the other two voices you're hearing, uh, Hannah McGregor, <laughs> who was who was on our very wonderful Girls Just Want to Have Fun episode, the first one we did. Uh, that was so much fun. It's <laughs> a lot of talk about seizures and bad lighting and succubus. Again, with the, with the sucking, the succubus is succubus. <laughs> what the fuck it is. Hannah McGregor is a podcaster and an academic and an academic podcaster. Uh, she, she teaches publishing studies at Simon Fraser University. <laughs> She's the co-host of Which Please, a fortnightly podcast that brings critical theory to the Harry Potter world. And it is a lovely podcast. Give it a listen. And coming back for her second visit, Dina Delvucchio, who was a delight. And thank you for all the poop jokes you made on our podcast, because thank God someone who was not me was making butt jokes. <laughs> I'm ready again. <laughs> Dina Delucchia is a writer, podcaster, literary event host, editor, creative writing instructor, and otter and dress enthusiast. And she's wearing an otter onesie right now. I'm going to get a picture of this for the Instagram. It's pretty incredible. You're so cool. Uh, Otter enthusiast living on the unceded uh, territory of the Musqueam and Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh people. 
Uh, she's the author of the short story collection, Don't Tell Me What to Do, <laughs> and four collections <laughs> of poetry, uh, Coping with Emotions <laughs> and Otters. I love the name of that. Uh, Blind Items, rom-com written with Daniel Zamparelli, uh, and It's a Big Deal. She is senior editor of Poetry is Dead magazine, is the artistic director of the Real Vancouver Writer Series, and hosts the podcast Can't Lit with Jen Sukfong Lee. When do you sleep? Like, do you ever sleep? You do so many things. Uh Sometimes I sleep. You know what, though? I really go to bed. I go to bed very early, and that is uh, who I am. I'm an old person who likes to fall asleep at like 9 p.m. That's really incredible. I, I, I wish I had that I wish sort I of self discipline. <laughs> and also, it's you were self discipline. It's just straight up being tired. It's just exhausting. <laughs> Also, you are I a actually, champion yeah. because the last podcast you recorded with us was during the heat dome and yeah. we all had to sit in yeah. our apartments on Zoom, uh, yeah, just going like in aggressively stuff. sweating at each other yeah. for an hour and a half. So, yeah. 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 I was wearing like a, a crop top and my underpants with like a fan blowing on me. Yeah. <laughs> just wearing like, like sitting here like, like in my underwear, just like ass yeah. sweat everywhere. The dog was barking. So I'm like, this is, we yeah. sound like idiots. This is crazy. I love this. I love this. I was just like, just like pouring so ice into a glass and just like, it was immediately melting. I was like, hmm, water. <laughs> like, um, do you yeah. know, I just want to tell you like there. So the other day, on Friday night, I watched an adorable video of two hippos hanging out underwater together, and then the smaller hippo just started like pooping nonstop, and it was like, it was so freeing. And I was watching it like because I have a shy colon, like I know that I've talked about this, but like yeah. just watching this hippo just just log after log after log, just like <laughs> cannoning out their butt. And I just like I thought of you, but I didn't send you the video, and I want to apologize okay. for that right now. You know what? That's okay. Now I know it exists. I can find it. I actually really think that's inspirational for people. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a shy colon is stressful. I used to have that problem. And then one day I realized, oh, maybe I won't have a stomach ache if I just take a shit whenever I have to, no matter where I am. And now I feel <laughs> yes. great. That's no honestly, matter where you are, mid <laughs> middle of the supermarket, yeah. sitting in a car. <laughs> Down by the bar, she's in a class. It doesn't matter. Yeah, every you... Evo she's ever driven. Every Evo. If you go to the barge, the barge is full of my shit. That's why they can't. <laughs> they can't move it because I filled it to the brim. The meniscus of the barge. Just so shock full. Oh, it's a shit meniscus. Be a little shit storm. <laughs> The juxtaposition of shit and meniscus, like maybe mm. has done me in for <laughs> I Dina, could you write down shit meniscus and then promise me you will write a poem? Oh my god, yes, please. Yeah. Here, please. Yeah. I'm, writing, I'm gonna write it down and then I'll show you so that I can prove that yeah. I wrote it down. Okay, <laughs> so we have we I don't have a segue to come back from that. That was just that's <laughs> last night. Last night we decided on a new we as me and Sonera and Don on a new um, I, this, the connection here is a thing I wrote down recently. Come with me on this journey, a new <laughs> line, a new motto for, um, knuckly man hands. Mm. Like, you know how some men's hands are just knuckly. Yes. They got them great big knuckles. Yeah. Like super so, uh, yeah. 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 You know what those hands are? They were built for punching, not for fisting. <laughs> That's your segue. That's your segue. Speaking of fisting. 
Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be our highest listened episode ever, I can tell already. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we're, not, we're not gonna talk about poop the entire time, but it will come up again because I have the brain of a four-year-old. Today we're talking about, but I'm a cheerleader, and this is an episode we've been wanting to do for a while. And we were trying to figure out like a good way to do it because we want to do it justice because this movie is brilliant. I guess it's it's John Waters who but if John Waters made a PG 13 movie, like even Mink Stoll is in it. So like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna assume you guys all saw it prior to the most recent time you watched it for this episode because like you were all on board very quickly when I was like do you want to be a guest to talk about this movie I feel like I actually had never seen it full through oh really and I've realized like that's wild and obviously I don't even know how that has happened to me but there are like occasional large uh just blanks in my pop culture past uh and so I thought I had seen this movie more than once (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then when I was sat down to watch it last night, I was like, I've only ever seen clips of this film and it is brilliant wow. and my favorite thing in oh, the world. Wow. And I love it so much. I had the same experience where I was like, yeah, I'm the same age as the people in this movie. Yeah. I definitely watched this. I think this movie for me was like um, like a party movie or, you know, yeah. someone puts on a movie. Or it's on yeah. at the bar or something. And I guarantee you. Absolutely. So I, it feels to me like one of those movies that someone had put on multiple times when you're like at a house party or at somebody's house. And then I realized, yeah, that I had never actually just sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. So I knew the plot. I knew the players, you know, all of those things, but actually spending time, you know, 20 some odd years later, actually watching it was a complete delight. Did you guys watch the original or like the, the director's cut that came out recently? It was the director's cut that I saw. What's different? Because I have seen the original probably a hundred times. Yes. (laughs) Like I am and beginning to end, like alone or with friends. I watched it for the first time when I was in high school. It was like a formative part. It maybe it's my route. It's not my route. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like like I can still say to my high school friends, foreplay is for sissies. And they're like, yeah. The director's cut has a few extra scenes, which are pretty great. Not probably key to the entire no. movie, but um, the know. lovely musical number with Kathy Moriarty. Who <laughs> I need to see that musical number. I a, I did not see that. It's all about how God is great and straight, and God, God is good. God is great. God is good. God is straight, or something like that. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. So I definitely did watch the director's cut because yeah. it had that scene. And one other scene I hadn't seen before. It had them one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight. God is good. God is straight. One, yeah. two, yeah, three, that's four. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's, is there's like an extended intro, like where they're getting everything ready, like getting her ready to go to the the, the conversion camp. But yeah, like, uh, so we, we had the original DVD uh, and I don't know who we lent that to, but it, it disappeared. So uh, we were talking, we were watching something and talking about this. Oh, we were watching Yellow Jackets, I think. <laughs> I was just like, well, I have to order, but I'm a cheerleader now because I'm. It was very, it was very urgent. It was very urgent that we had the extended Blu-ray things. Yeah, so I was just like, immediate, send it to me tomorrow (laughs) on the internet, bring it to me. So I watched the version on Crave, so I don't. I'm guessing they only have like the original version, but now I'm going to go find those extended cuts. (laughs) It's on the Crave Stars. Like you have to have the bonus Crave, the Crave with the Crave add-on. 
I don't think yeah, we do. I, I think we do. Yeah, I watched it on Apple Plus, but I did have to rent it because it also was part of the star's additional content. Yes. Mm. Oh, do you see my shirt? My <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love I it. Yellow Jackets, like, as it was airing, like, the day it came out, and I would scream at my TV for hours. Anyway, I'm sure you all saw the reactions on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it, that was part of the reason why I started watching it. it was It was you. You I did it. <laughs> you are. You're a, you're a Yellow Jackets influencer. Guys, I can't you're watch a, it. I'm a queer content with influencer. I'm also scared of everything, and I was okay. Yeah, yeah I don't I'm think a very fan. scary either. Yeah. I didn't find it that scary, but there is a there is like a lot of sort of um, bloody sort of animal mm. or. Yeah. Flesh business, so yeah, that yes, might yeah. not work for you. Hannah. And there's yeah. two jump scares, I think, in episode three. But that's no, it's just yeah. too scary. Oh. All of the <laughs> things you three... just described to me are too scary. Yeah, <laughs> episode enough. three, the jump scares is what fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. I have only ever watched one episode of Black Mirror because people tried to convince me and tried to convince me. And then finally my uncle was like, I'm going to show you my favorite episode. It's not scary at all. You'll love it. It's so smart. And it's the one about the prime minister having to fuck a pig. pig. Oh, that's that's horrible. And I was like, one, this is absolutely scary. Yeah. (laughs) I'm scared too. I've never watched. And now I don't trust anybody. People are like, yeah. oh no, the rest of Black Mirror is good though. And I'm like, no, I've been caught once, about. never again. The one episode where you truly will be safe is San Junipero and it is very key. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I also have I a San Junipero shirt. <laughs> I saw a lot of screenshots of it. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Then you've basically seen it. That's fine. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You're good. You're good. Um, I'm, you know, but I'm you know so honestly, I'm so glad though that we watched. But I'm a cheerleader because like yeah. I just felt oh, like yeah. so, I felt like so wholesome watching it. And we almost my 13 year old niece almost joined us for it. And I'm kind of glad she's gonna wait like another year. Maybe she like decided on her own that she didn't want to watch it. Um. So I think another year from now she'll like have a little bit more awareness of some stuff. But she's already come out as bisexual and she's working on lots of other sort of, you know, gender journey stuff. And she's yeah. like, great, you know, exploring lots of things. But I can't wait to watch this with her. And I just want to be like the cool aunts. Yeah. going to be fine there. Ramps <laughs> her no so much great content. That would be such yeah. a cool aunt move for sure. <laughs> it's funny. I've kind of always said, like I've said this for a lot of years because I first watched this a lot of years ago. But I, I think honestly, if someone said to me, make me watch a movie that really exemplifies your sense of humor, which one would it be? It would totally be, but I'm a cheerleader. My, sometimes I'm like, maybe this is actually my favorite movie ever. I think it is your favorite movie. Like we watched this recently just for fun, like three weeks ago. And I was like, we're doing a podcast on Sunday. And you're like, great. We have to watch the movie again. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I love every single thing about it. Actually. So I, I rented this from Blockbuster when I was 18 oh, yeah. or 19. So I walked in and I was like, I grew up in buttfuck Nova Scotia. So I'm like the obvious, I'm not gay. I'm just an ally. I'm going to rent this gay movie to show I'm supportive of the gays. Cause I'm not a gay, but you know, <laughs> how do you gays? <laughs> <laughs> who's a who's a gay around here? I don't see any. I'm just like, yeah, look at my history. It's like found, but I'm a cheerleader. World Cup women's highlights. I'm like, I'm not a homosexual. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> I go to the counter. The clerk's like, 
interesting oh, yeah. though that like you some of you, you had this experience of watching it in high school because I was out of high school by the time it came out but I think that if I was still younger at the time I 100% would have watched it like I would have gone to our local independent you know video store and definitely this would have been a uh, high school party rental movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because all of these people, you know, like I'm the same age as Natasha Leon. Mm-hmm. We're we're 1979 babies. And, me too, um, me too. Hello. Yeah. And Andrew is too. We're the same age. And and so many of these other actors, like I I think about as you know, just my cultural contemporaries. And yeah. I'm sure Andrea feels similarly. Yeah, like you, I grew up with them. And so watch this now was such a delight to see you know to baby see michelle their, williams their yes. oh, oh, baby michelle williams <laughs> baby <laughs> melanie linsky even melanie though of linsky, course baby like, melanie linsky and actually like hearing her accent to me, like yeah. oh my god such yeah. a her- young rupaul oh i oh know god. yeah yeah Ru- like, before he had any work done yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's got freckles when you look really yeah. up close yeah. so cute yeah. <laughs> we're slightly problematic now but we're, we'll get into that after. Yeah, yeah like freckles a little bit of like a, a five o'clock shadow coming I know. in what a, what yeah. a cutie <laughs> what a cutie yeah the movie is full of icons obviously they made it intentionally to have these like cultural icons in the movie like Mink Stoll and Bud Court mm. and these people who are you know already a part of the world of cult classic filmmaking you know? And I mean, Clea Duvall was such like the 90s lesbian dream boat. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. And she you was know? in like, okay. so many things like she was in like identity and like all these weird, like kind of dark, kind of gritty, but like still palatable for mainstream movies. And she always had that same kind of like greasy kind of hair and a bit like rough around the edges mm-hmm. character. And I like, desperately want to introduce her to dry shampoo. <laughs> like it feels really important to me. Our hair is so dirty. Okay. I, I got to feed the cats. But first I need to tell you, did you know that Clea Duvall was not out when she made this movie? Yes, yeah. I knew that. I, was I like, did oh not know God, that. It blew my mind. Yeah. She apparently wow. didn't like publicly, publicly come out till 2016. Yeah. What? Like, she wasn't out to herself. Okay. Well, her yeah, out. Yeah, she wasn't out to herself when she was making this movie, but that doesn't yeah. make any sense. I'm sorry. I just I can't. mean, I feel like she she it's subconscious is filling in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's your subconscious oh, is like, guiding you. It's like when, when Elliot sure. Page or. first came out, we were all just like, um, yeah, we we know. We're not surprised. It's like, <laughs> well, I'm not, I lived in Halifax for grad school and I would I would see him around town and I'd be like, mm, that is not a heterosexual over there. No. Nope. <laughs> like I have seen you at the vegan Buddhist restaurant far too many times for you to be a heterosexual. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now when he came out again i was just like motherfucker! i'm no longer the coolest non-binary person from nova scotia i got this fucker to contend with now but good for you and your new apps <laughs> you look like you're ripped <laughs> yeah he's having a great time yeah um i like the idea of just saying to somebody just go there with your abs nice abs you. <laughs> for you getting buff and stuff just <laughs> abs first just go out into the world <laughs> why don't you just go grade some cheese <laughs> cool i or be, be a cool environmentalist who's got good arms fuck you with that man yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that like i love the most about so i so yeah i love clea deval i love natasha leone and i and you know i particularly love 
that Natasha Leone has sort of come back to us, mm-hmm. like from mm-hmm. a lot of stuff, a lot of dark stuff, a lot of, you know, things went on. And so she, so I like, I, I told you guys about this before we started recording, but like I found this interview from 2020 with Clea and Natasha celebrating the 20th anniversary. And so she's talking, so Clea has like picture perfect recall of the entire process of how she oh. and Natasha met, how Natasha got involved in the film, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She like, she recounts it all. It's perfect. It's so cute. Natasha's like, I have no memory of any of it, but to, and then goes on to say, but to be fair, I was dating Edward Furlong at the time. That's how 90s <laughs> this story is. <laughs> oh, that just unlocked something like very deep in my brain. Like, oh, there's a name I haven't heard of. Yeah. Ooh, ding, 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 ding. Years. Oh my God. It's so fun. Anyway, I just, I just highly recommend this, like just bury yourself in this article because it's so cute. And, and they're all still like, like three best friends with Melanie and I just want oh, the three of them awesome. to star oh in a movie together that like Jamie Babbitt makes. And I think that would be Please. so, yes. I want them to be in like well, a heist movie or something that Jamie Babbitt yes. writes and directs. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. yeah really- that's a really great idea. Please pitch that. Also, yes. I think yeah. this, this movie is surely like at the heart of the ongoing misconception that Natasha Leon is queer. Oh yeah, like, I think this is oh, that's, the whole thing. That's a thing. Like every three days, I see somebody on Twitter coming to that stunning and distressing realization. It's, <laughs> it's like she's it's not so queer. funny. Yeah. People are like, "Wait, she's straight?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's yes, yeah." Because yeah, well, it's this, and then yeah. when she came back and did "Orange Is the New Black," oh right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. she was mm-hmm. like extremely horny in that show. <laughs> yes, yeah. she was for all her co-stars. So like. I really think I get where these people are coming from, but yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, could, I could see yeah. that. You know, when she's got the yeah. voice and the vibe, it's really, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. She she doesn't have like any like there's there is like you know not to sound like I'm queer coding too much, but there is, there is like a gay vibe, there is a gay voice, there is like the gay walk. Like whenever, yeah. whenever I walk across a room, like it's just like rainbows come out of my butt. Like it's just like I am the gayest <laughs> thing. Like if I try to put on high heels and walk, it's just like you're gonna hurt yourself. Please sit down. <laughs> <laughs> And bad. honestly, we don't know what Natasha's doing in her downtime. No, she, we really she don't. She can have all she kinds of stuff ladies. going on. We don't know. Yep, absolutely. She could be um, face deep in I, vagina. I, we wouldn't know it. Like I we loved, would not know. Absolutely. <laughs> I loved all the signs broke in us in this. Oh no, Hannah's broken. <laughs> eyebrow deep in a puss. In it. Just be like, we don't, we don't know these things. <laughs> just, just two man's knuckles deep. Um, all the no. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she claims um, she's great, but has anybody smelled her breath recently? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just took it to a whole other level. Yes. <laughs> Listen, when I, when, when I come into a room, I'm like, I want to smell your breath. I want to smell your fingers. Give me those Where things. Then we'll move on. <laughs> What's happening? Otherwise we can't, I can't even have, I can't even have a conversation. I can't even talk to you. Dogs, dogs will sniff butts. We'll smell fingers. (laughs) I have often thought it would be so cool to just have that like dog sniffing a butt thing be like, you know, find some kind of human equivalent that like maybe wasn't as like just so specifically anal focused, but like just like in general to be able to get a sense of each other. Um, you know, that's it. Yeah. It would be nice to be around it. I'll, I'll bring that to the next Homosexuals Anonymous <laughs> meeting. <laughs> I got a pitch for you guys. 
Är det han? Yeah. <laughs> um, I also really love the the clothing and the style and like this feels like sort of like okay I'm gonna this may be sacrilege but I feel like this is sort of like an up level of like John Waters meets Wes Anderson is like mm. Jamie Babbitt's mm. visual mm-hmm. style and I love it so much yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I have yeah. so is, like, many notes about the aesthetic I'm, I'm like copious amount of notes yeah, go, about go, the like, tell us well, yeah, first off, I love the contrast between how we open, you know, like a very traditional, neutral colored suburban home. The scene Coaches where she brand. goes into school and it's the day that she's going to get her intervention, but she doesn't know yet. But everybody else at school is wearing dark yeah. brown, beige, beige, dark brown. And I was <laughs> They're like, not wearing beige. Amazing. They are all dressed in fucking chocolate brown it's an yeah. insane color choice it's not it doesn't even look neutral it looks no. comical i somehow yeah. have never noticed this it looks like a ups uniform barfed on everything yes <laughs> yes she's wearing like a beige dress with a pattern yeah so she's dressed she's in wearing a, a plaid a plaid neutral yeah mm-hmm. yeah but, but is- because it's a pattern that everybody else is wearing solid dark brown, it still makes her look, like it's so well chosen to be like, yeah. even here, you don't fit in. Yeah, totally. Also, everyone else is dressed sort of of the time and she is dressed like she is like in Gidget, you know, yes. like she's yeah. she's wearing <laughs> super vintagey i mean she's wearing clothes i would 100 percent wear the yeah. you know cute peter pan collars like she's fully in another era and everyone else of, is just and her and her hair everything else you know of so course she's wearing immaculate vintage he's a closeted femme yeah absolutely absolutely and so then you know going in and seeing them wear their, their uniforms oh my god so the uniforms beautiful. are Ridiculous. so great they're incredible oh i just love that like well i love a that it's kathy moriarty who i, I oh yeah a, like oscar nominated kathy moriarty was in this and new water for girl within like two years of each other mm. which is like my other favorite movie is new water for girl Surprise, surprise. Nice. <laughs> My biggest sartorial sort of moments in the movie is at the end where there's the graduation scene and they're all in this oh. like insane oh. shiny vinyl. I'm like, this is uh, not I a group of it. heterosexuals. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> A, they it's just it's they look like they're going to a drag show. And B, like vinyl was such like a queer kind of thing for for us <laughs> in the 90s. Like I had to have like cool vinyl jackets and like vinyl shirts because I was like this is cool but not not a game no, this and is- this is like yeah. what Mary dresses them in yeah I, <laughs> yeah like, and Mary have to wear this Mary herself in multiple scenes is wearing this transparent hot pink vinyl jacket yeah yeah, yeah. like a plastic vinyl jacket and it's like yeah yeah okay she's like oh my god it was real straight yeah <laughs> Like you look like an extra yeah. from a Spice Girls video. Like, what are you? Try- who are you trying to fool? But that's like the kind of one of the things that I love so much about like what Mary sort of signals, like as a character. Like she's 
she's obviously like, like the way that she describes heterosexual sex it's like a full-on punishment um it's just it's kind of heartbreaking like if you think that this is like her experience of having like conceived her son um you know like and just go in and get out go in and get out oh, no, i'm sorry no it's go in unload 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 yes unload yeah i mean that's like that's like advice from like a really bad therapist to like go tell talk about your feelings is go in unload and get out i just like i just don't but like i just okay yeah sorry go ahead no keep no keep going Oh, I was just going to say, like, but it's when she puts them all in, like, the different sort of, like, theme outfits, like, the cleaning outfits versus yeah. the car fixing outfits, <laughs> the night, like, the ball gown outfits and, like, those. And then the sports the, outfits, the, the mesh jerseys, outfits, but oh, the yeah, boudoir like outfits as well. Like, she's got all of these teenage people in bustiers and, like, uh... <laughs> It's like for somebody who's so obsessed with propriety, she, she completely sexualizes all yeah. these very young people, like in a very extreme sort of way. I mean, the outfits for when they do have to go to the simulation room. The just that, like, oh my God, it's so about. funny. Flowers? The flowers. Oh my God. She I opens think I so, like a flower. It's also so great because they're supposed to be, you know, experiencing this uh, heterosexuality that is natural. And then to simulate naturalness, they put on unitards with fake fucking nature on them. Like <laughs> it is, everything is just so hyper um, aesthetic sized and like, oh yeah, it's, it's like pushed to the realm of the unreal consistently despite yeah, her assertion that this is like the realest it can be baby like it's not <laughs> and it it's saturates the fun. whole house right yeah. like that scene where she's gardening you see her like she's watering fake the flowers fun. but the flowers are fake yeah. and there's a scene that really stuck with me this time is um they're having like an outdoor campfire circle and she's sitting in front of a backdrop of yes. forest yes even yes. though they're outside yeah and so and, be, and because they're doing these sort of close-ups going back and forth between people's faces you get her against the fake backdrop and then the kids against an actual yeah. just yeah. yard yeah. and it keeps going yeah. back and forth between these things and it is like you know there's the obvious thematic meaning but it's also like actively disorienting as mm -hmm. a viewer yeah, to be like, wait, absolutely. are they inside or outside? What's happening? <laughs> like, when they're fixing the car and the car is, is the car also covered in vinyl? Like, what is the car? And it the car has been painted? Car. The car uh, like... is one color. It does not have glass windows. It is, what is it? It doesn't <laughs> matter. Like, it is an approximation of an expectation of, like, a hyper-masculine activity when, yeah. in fact is painted like the baby blue of nail polish yeah you know like it's just absolutely absurd it's it's absurd and i think it's like i i was debating like is this camp or is this like complete absurdity and i think it starts as like like the camp is there with having rupaul as like the hyper masculine ex-gay and yeah. having you know <laughs> the gay son there is like clearly it's not working because he's we, we know and then with the weed whacker 
Oh God! It's it's honestly it is it is the height of Eddie Cibrian's performances ever. So I knew him from Young and the Restless when he was. Oh, that's what he was on, right? Yeah, yeah, he was on Young and the Restless. He was like a bad guy who was a date rapist. That was his character. Um, and uh, Matt. Anyway, um, (laughs) and I can't even believe I could pull that out of my head. But um, he's I can't, and you're a champ. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, he's just like otherwise like not usually terribly talented. This is the best performance I've ever seen from him. Oh I God, understand that, that scene it's where very, she like, gets mad at him for sipping. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's, it's like a performance full of stereotypes. And like he is married to Leanne Rimes and has been like really very much like, you know, he's a straight man as far as I know. So he, it's a very stereotyped performance, but that's what the performance calls for. And I think he does it very well oh yeah Yeah. and yeah i mean i have a theory about the camp in this movie Mm. excellent let's hear it so the movie has an aesthetic of actual heterosexuality and that is brown yeah everything in heterosexual (laughs) world is brown or beige it's deviled eggs it's like everything looks kind of shitty all the time a slab of meat like just like a big piece of meat and a Generic brown meat of some kind and brown yeah. sauce. Like yeah, it is what it is. Absolutely. It's, it's a it's a lifeless, colorless space. Yeah. And then the actual queer spaces, like the club, are realist spaces, right? The yeah. the the camp John Waters hypersaturated aesthetic goes away when they are at the queer club, when they are, you know, in the van hanging out, when they're making out in the alley. There's this terrible brown space. <laughs> and then there's this like actual real space. And then there's the hyper camp space of the house itself. Yeah. And I think what it's doing is showing you that heterosexuality is queer culture. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. So it's, bas- <laughs> it's basically like, look how silly heterosexuality is. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's basically camp, which means it's ours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm with you. I and like I think that, that, that to me, that to me exemplifies what the satire I think is doing in the movie as well. Like I think yeah. you're absolutely hitting on the satirical element of the film, like the satirical through line, the coding, all of that stuff. Absolutely. That that is to me what I was thinking about. Cause I was like, this is such this movie is satire it wants to be satire it is striving to satirize something and you're right it's actually satirizing heterosexual culture because it's 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 playing with the tropes of heterosexuality like and showing it's showing the audience how gay they are yeah yeah well and particularly if like the like the whole film like the point of the film obviously is that conversion camps are awful evil and useless and completely <clears throat> pointless Absolutely. so like it it has to like it has to satirize heterosexuality like that's like yeah. that's sort of you it know driving point and mm-hmm. um <laughs> one of the things like that Clea Duvall I think was saying was that when she read the script she didn't even really realize that satire or parody was going to be part of it <laughs> like oh, the shit. script itself like a drama <laughs> no no but the script okay. itself like was just like pretty like the original script that she read was like you know she knew that there was obviously it was going to be like conversion camps are terrible but mm-hmm. like she didn't know the full extent of like where it was going to go and then i guess the script changed a bit by the time they started filming and then jamie let clea 
improv like inform more of her own lines and like fill in her character and do her own hair and do her own hair and her own clothes <laughs> like it was like mm. i know you're kidding about the hair but she did she let him do her own like it's no i know it's oh, okay, obvious okay, okay. like <laughs> yeah. she the whole thing about her character is yeah. that in a world where everybody else has been turned into a doll she's an actual teenage girl yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I just gonna say, Hannah, to you know, further support your point, when they get to go to the um, the house after after she gets kicked out, and she gets to go and just like be in this like safe space house, it's you know, it's just like this. She's like, please tell me how to be a lesbian now. Yeah, where do they live? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where do they live? <laughs> also, I just like I loved actually the the fight that the two men have and how they like model conflict and resolution yes so and it's, yeah. it's so easy and so small and so and it could have it could have been like a throwaway scene but yeah. they like do it so beautifully and these two teenagers yeah. are just like awkwardly like being like what did we just witness <laughs> yeah well yeah. You, i i love that scene too because you can see both of these teens also observing the situation yeah. And they're watching yeah. the whole time and they're showing the way exactly the same way that any teenager would watch two adults that they are, you know, feeling that these people are their protectors or caregivers or whatever, how they would engage in this conflict. Also, mm -hmm. Richard Mall with hair is so cute. <laughs> Richard, I mean, ball. Oh, yeah. Court. Of course. Yeah. Ball, yeah. Ball. But like his hair is so cute in this movie. Yeah. I was like. Oh, I just wanted to just like ruffle it a little. Yeah. Oh I used to watch like further religiously. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So one further thing I to didn't know that little interaction yeah. where they're like, see them resolve a, a yeah. conflict. It's also such an interesting counter scene to the therapy scenes where they are being forced to reframe their own lives as trauma. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, so we're like sh that scene where, where she has to come up with her route and it's, has to be about her parents and like it yeah. hurts her parents so much because it's it's like to to see the way that therapy has been weaponized against these kids and then to see like okay here are some people still using therapy techniques but like yeah, in a very not for harm <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so one thing I didn't know and Claire brought this up to me I think last week she was like you do realize people thought this was a terrible movie because they thought they were making light of conversion therapy and I was just like I always took this to be like, is this, is this is camp. This is pure satire. This is making fun of people who think this shit works. Well, and what I really like about it is that it's so funny, but there's still really high stakes, right? Like they don't completely make light of conversion therapy. There's a very real threat of them being disowned by their families yes. and having really no one to rely on after this. Yep. You know, it's not, it's not just like, oh, well, they have some hard decisions to make. Yeah, and like and like they didn't just like make it. I, I think about like <laughs> camp in like in the seventies and eighties, and like my shitty racist Cape Breton granny was not an open-minded person. Yeah, uh, but she was like she loved Liberace. Liberace was so funny, and Elton John was so funny and so fabulous. Oh my god! But I'm like, if she met a natural gay person, like holy fuck, mm, game yeah, over. Mm -hmm. That would have been terrible. So yeah, palatable stuff. It's like camp is palatable for the for the straights who are who are not chill with this stuff. Yeah. And I think people were kind of missing the point of of the overarching picture, picture of their movie. It's like, this is palatable for people to watch. And like, oh, there's comedy here. But the overall message is this shit is stupid and it's harmful. And there are people who go through this like mm -hmm. for real. Yeah. And this stuff is real yeah. dangers they face. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it takes that very seriously. It's like, it's very subversive in a lot of ways, like thinking about what it is to be the year 2000. Like, oh my God, like just some, we've, we know a lot of the movies that came out in that time frame. Um, th- <laughs> this movie <laughs> does so much great work about taking, taking the threat to young queer kids seriously, mm. taking the the sort of threat to like you're having care for like teenagers and like coming into your own taking teenage identity seriously they even take cheerleaders seriously i mean this is not cheerleaders are not a protected class of people of course but um, <laughs> they are not on the charter of rights and freedoms but you know not yet not maybe yet in 20 years I mean, maybe, maybe. A, a cheerleader uprising. but i mean certainly like sort of the the internalized misogyny of like automatically thinking cheerleading is dumb or like yeah. less than important and like mm-hmm. seeing this character just earnestly be like i just i i love it and it brings me joy and happiness and then like i have never been moved to tears by a cheer routine in my life but oh, in the final scene where she, you know she comes and and sort of like pours her heart out to a and who do we appreciate like i mean i mean i i did with pom-poms i had no idea it was possible and i mean sort of that's what gets graham to really change her mind and go with her and she spent the entire movie being a little bit snide about it but then you know kind of losing that sort of hard-ass exterior once she said to her you know this is really actually important to me yeah and so Mm -hmm you see this whole shift in Graham and it's kind of all around her perception of Megan and yeah, like who dumb, she is. The stupid bulimic cheerleader. Then she, as she was saying that, yeah. she was like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't say that because yeah. this one's pretty cool. Yeah. And then it goes from there. And then I think it's like the more Megan became her authentic self and the more Graham was buying into this bullshit. It, then it was just like the discomfort and the disconnect was there. And then with the cute little cheer at the end, it was just like, okay, you're actually living your best life as this, this bubbly cheerleader person. And you're still mm-hmm. coming back to me, this cranky hard ass with greasy hair. That scene really made me regret that I got rid of this vintage cheerleading skirt that I bought for 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. I got it at the, at the barter fair um, across the border. I also had a, a cheerleading pants and a cheerleading sweater. Wow. We also so you used to buy you know, as a cheerleaders from SNL for like a Halloween costume. Or was I don't just, even like know. Anywhere? It was it it was like just I was like oh this just seems like a fun thing that I want to own and it's yeah. ten cents. And then uh, we also used to at the barter fair buy Mexican cigarettes and then smuggle them in our braza across the border. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we would have been friends if we were in high school together. I think it's like you know what? Okay. Speaking of smoking, I've prepared a list and I would like to share this list with you. Okay, please. Hey, I'm excited. Um, I love the list. list is things that, according to this movie, are straight, things that are gay. <laughs> oh my God, this things, is so exciting. And, yes. and things that are neutral. Okay. So I'm going to start with some things that are straight. We've got brown clothes, bad tongue kissing, deviled eggs, <laughs> heart shaped makeup palettes, <laughs> fake plants, traditional gender roles, brides and sports. Gay is looking at tits, Melissa Etheridge, vegetarianism, Georgia O'Keeffe throw pillows, cheerleaders eating donuts, facial piercings, undershirts with vests over them, fingerless gloves, smoking, only gay smoke, short necklaces, like what, like choker length necklaces, necklaces. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm? Being Jewish, working in retail, sushi. (laughs) (laughs) Holding cups weird. There's a scene, that sushi scene, where she's at a different table. Is the only Graham is at a different table. Is the only one eating sushi. The rest of them are all eating. Like, weird? Hard to say. But also in that scene, she drinks her tea like this. And that's queer culture is holding your cup weird. Everybody knows this. (laughs) You have to hold it on on the bottom. I get it. I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You got to do like this. This is a good list. (laughs) Sipping. Yeah. Using a straw specifically to sip is very gay. Using a straw to sip foreplay and France. <laughs> Pantsuits also apparently gay. Yeah. Pantsuits. Can't argue with that. Um, that I mean, yes. Okay, what's the neutral? Only, there's only two things that according to this film are neutral and they're softball and cheerleading. <laughs> An incredible list. That's it. Wow, yeah. that's really good. That really no, I think out. that's entirely accurate. Yeah. <laughs> the sushi I'm, thing, I, I just need to fix it on that for a second. Because I was watching that scene and I was like, okay, A, like, grandma's the outsider, obviously. But, like, where did the fucking sushi come from? Like, these are all, like, at some little, like, buffet-style kind of picnic. It's just manifested. And the, she's so gay, she just manifested sushi. Yes! <laughs> I, you know, Clea got to do her own hair, her do her own outfits. And just one day when she was coming back from craft services, she was just like, I got this sushi at the mall. I'm bringing it to the scene. Yeah, she's like, this is mine now. I'm just gonna- <laughs> I, we were all we were all delayed for something. I'm just gonna have my lunch now. Bye. Exactly. Oh my god. Gotta do I say it. this as I have sushi in my fridge for a second. Yes. <laughs> sushi is queer culture. This is true. I really like this list. I mean, this soundtrack it feels wonderfully wildly gay. I really. Oh, the the soundtrack is it's like it's gay chaos. It's so it's perfect. I love I it. love I love the song they have going during the sex scene and at the end when they sort of run off together because it's such this like '90s like woozy sort of song that just yeah it's like really like hazy kind of pop songs. Right? Is, yeah. it the, mm. is it the which one is it? Is it the Go Sailor or, no, or is it Dress the Oh, say Tien Okay, yeah. Yeah. There's that one. And, then, the and Wanda Jackson just pops up at a middle of fucking That Wanda Jackson one is love. great. I love that. That was great. That was. I have loved music. that song since I first saw this movie. I've had it on every sort of streaming device I have, like on all my phones. It's still on my old iPod. Like it's. That's the one about about being in love. Yeah, funnel of love. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what's the song that plays? There's this one scene. The morning after she has kissed Graham for the first time, when she's just brushing her teeth and looking in a mirror, totally that's neutral. That's, that's Funnel of Love. Yeah, and Funnel of Love is playing in the background, yeah. and she's yeah. so neutral. And then there's this song being like, you're in love! And she's just yeah. like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Her, Natasha Leone's phase acting in this movie is so remarkable. And I really particularly loved her um i'm a homosexual revelation scene or the uncomfortable length of it because (laughs) after everybody has left the camera just stays on her for such a long time and for the the long line of drool just (laughs) coming out of her mouth 
I remember watching just, that and I was like, this is going to end soon, right? Like, I'm uncomfortable. No! <laughs> it is an aggressive drool and she doesn't even try to, like, wipe no. it or anything. She just, no. like, lets it flow. I would, love, I would love to hear her commentary from the two of them about, like, what was going on with that scene. Because, like, that, I think that was a choice. Like, that was a, that was. Oh, it was definitely a choice. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 for sure a choice. <laughs> I think it's a choice that's, like, Hey, this actual big thing just happened to this person, yeah, and there and everybody else around them is like, "Yeah, no, we knew. That's why you're here." <laughs> but they're like she's having this huge revelation, like she's breaking down, and yeah. everybody just leaves. Yeah, I think it's like, cool. Right, good. Our work here is done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think what's also great about this movie is that it lets the. I mean, I'm going to say something like in the comedic vein, there are no straight characters. Like everyone gets to be a comedic character also. Yeah. Nobody is. There is no straight man. There's no straight man. There's There's no 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 straight man. There's there's no, no straights, no straight man. Everybody is allowed to have comedic performances in the film, which I also Mm -hmm. think is so rare like usually you want to rely on people to play off of but everybody every single character no matter how small they are gets an opportunity to have like a comedic moment a zinger a great piece of comedy and that to me is what a joyful filmmaking experience that must be to like let everybody get to be funny like everybody Mm -hmm. gets to get a laugh there's this thing of like 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 a like a one two and it's never like like straight line joke it's just like joke 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 like with uh with uh Jan, I think you mentioned this. Like Jan, with the, I just want to big dick up in Andre's. Like, Ooh, girl, I just want a big fat weeder up my. <laughs> and, Andre, yeah. and I'm like that. Or like, like where they all go around and name their roots, and like yeah. oh god, none of the traumatic breasts. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's one of those moments. Exactly, like. There technically is a setup to the whole thing. And then everybody gets a punchline. Everybody gets to say their own punchline. Like, what a great moment yeah, for yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> my mom got married in pants. Like, <laughs> my mom got married in pants is a great one. I that, Like, they're all completely yeah. ridiculous, too. Like, not a single one makes any sense as something that no. would actually propels no. someone. And, I, and I, have to, I have to, like, I love the fact that, like, Andre, like, no matter what he said, it was like, you're not good. Like, this is not good enough. This is not real. So, like, even then, it's like, you're even bad at being gay. Like, you don't know what's making you do this. You're going to be bad as a straight, and you're even worse as a gay. <laughs> like, nothing about this is successful. Like, you're too much for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of face acting, I mean, I'm going back a minute, but Melanie Linsky's face oh, in yeah. every oh. single scene is just a thing of Flawless. beauty and art. <laughs> she she just- looks like she's sucking a lemon in every scene yeah (laughs) she just has this like her her own little like secret thing going on her head at all times she's just like it's like she's listening (laughs) to the best commentary but we can't hear it (laughs) she has the best audio commentary i firmly believe that it's like her natasha and clea like doing all the scene work prep beforehand and (laughs) hanging out every single day and every single night and just this like cool power triad on set and like it's yeah perfect <laughs> i want to see i want to see cleo duvall in yellow jacket season two i'm just gonna put that out into the universe <laughs> it, it, it honestly should happen the thing about this movie is my 
I feel like I get why people may have like criticisms about the narrative or whatever. There's definitely stuff as a person where I'm like, yeah, I want to know more. Like I Mm -hmm. do want more. I kept thinking, what if this was a prestige TV show that I got to enjoy every week and get to experience Mm -hmm. all of this, like a little more broken down, but it was only because I wanted to be with some of these characters for longer, Mm -hmm. especially those types of characters. Like, you know, you want to see what Melanie Linsky's up to a little bit more because Mm -hmm. all of the characters were so allowed to be so entertaining and you felt engaged with them, even if you're seeing them just for a moment. And I just got a pitch more. Let's hear it. Oh my God. Have you guys watched any of the after party? Not yet. No, but I'm excited no, about not it. yet. It's a, it basically a series about um, like a bunch of people have gotten together for a high school reunion and somebody gets murdered at the after party. And then each episode is retelling the story of what happened that night through the perspective of a different suspect. Oh, that but sounds so because cool. it's all about unreliable narration, each episode is in a different genre according to how that suspect thinks of themselves and thinks this sounds sort of what kind of, Oh my God. Like how good would a prestige reboot of, but I'm a cheerleader be, but each episode is from the perspective of a different character. And so has a different like queer aesthetic that would also like draw on the history of queer film. Well, they were supposed to do a TV. They were supposed to do a TV show. Let's go. Like it was supposed to be in 2018. Like Jamie Babbitt yeah. like said it was going to happen. It was supposed to happen for stars. I don't know where it went, but it obviously hasn't happened. I didn't know that. I did dream about six months ago, though, that they were filming <laughs> some sort of television show reboot of it, and I wandered into the to the set and I was kind of like <laughs> nerding out, and they were all like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, Maybe you dreamed your future, Chloe. That would be so cool. I mean, this, I mean that could have, they film a lot of things in Vancouver yeah. if it happens. Like, yeah. I have stumbled oh. upon sets before. Like, I literally was walking through Yale Town one day, like, what's all these fucking cables? Oh my God, there's Kyler Lee. I'm in the Supergirl set. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, okay Dina, I cut you off. You were saying no, maybe there's narrative problems, about. but. But I mean, I think it just, in terms of the like the joy the themes the tone all of this other stuff and because the the main part of the story which ends up becoming the rom-com part of it mm-hmm. comes to a full conclusion do you know what i yeah. mean yeah so i yeah. think that it ends up being satisfying and it, yeah it's a really satisfying conclusion and it feels really organic like yeah. i like how natural their relationship is you can kind yeah, of they see got chemistry they yeah. do yeah absolutely yeah. and like this is like for so long like so many like lesbian and queer movies were just so fucking tragic like, even like lost and delirious came out in 96 and i'm just like oh this is cool oh she's dead okay of course she is yeah. <laughs> it was one of these th- so when bound came out i was just like oh we have like the mafia movie but it's with queers this is cool oh and they lived oh they have all the money in a fancy truck of course they have a truck and then with but i'm a cheerleader i was like oh this is a happy gay movie this is great and i think the trend started with this kind of stuff as can't be bonkers as it is that started this trend of like we don't need to tell sad stories all the time we can have queer joy we can have queer success and mm-hmm. you know there are people who still buy into this bullshit and it's really annoying <laughs> But I think we're going to eventually see the end of like the sad gay trope and we're going to just have, you know, amazing queer, queer love and queer successes going forward. 
least I mean, have, not entirely not because entirely. that would be really boring if it was just no. But I'm about <laughs> no, actual. I gotta, I gotta say, if we took like a good thirty years to just be like, okay, new rule, um, only white straight cis people can have sad storylines. Yeah, they can die. They can lose their loves. They can <laughs> like whatever. But like, just all queers, all people of color, all trans people, like, just have to have. They just have to be the heroes and have just for a few decades. Great. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay, and then like, we'll be caught up. Because even as, as recently as like the the show The Hundred, like they they were egregious in this fucking dead lesbian trope. Like full on, like lesbians have sex, get shot. I'm like, that's we're so past this. We're so fucking past this. Like, what the fuck? And I actually lost, I lost friends. <laughs> I lost Tumblr friends because I was like, that is bad writing. And a dude completely wrote that. A dude did write it. And I was like, this is terrible writing. Terrible <laughs> and I was right. And I was right. <laughs> but I, my my one of my oldest friends, like from this this fandom, we both were like, so we're not we're under the group chat now like because these two kicked us out because we were like that's bad writing we're like yeah <gasps> okay so now we're <laughs> wow it was a lot of drama it was a lot of drama was, as, as a person on the outside of this drama but who was very angry about the show it was a lot of drama yeah wow. i was just like this is terrible writing and these these two women were just like no it's good and i'm like how without being homophobic tell me why this is good <laughs> <laughs> When you have to preface it with without being homophobic, please tell me. <laughs> and they're both queer. I'm like, there was like a little queer friendship group. And then I mean, they did have a lot of self-loving notes. So. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it's still going. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've been blocked on Twitter by some of them. So I'm just like, I don't going on over there anymore. And I don't really care. Oh my God. The, who knew? Who knew about the amount of drama in the, the 100 fandom? The oh. The 100? The the, the, 100. the 100. The 100. Oh my god! So I was yeah. I was a Tumblr person for quite a while, and whoa, the I could write a book. I could write a lovely dissertation on Tumblr drama. You should do actually it. do it, you coward. Yeah, yeah. do it, you <laughs> coward. Wow. I have other things I'm working on at the moment. Do it, you coward. Them. Should be the title of your book, and that's the bullying that you got from the Tumblr community. Do it, you coward is going to be the self-help book that I write. I'm going to make says, do it, you cowards. Honestly, I'm ready for that kind of uh, Hannah McGregor bullying <laughs> motivation. My mom, my mom said, what are you me, scared? <laughs> my mother said to me months ago, she was talking about something about me growing up. And she was like, well, you know, we, we did our best as parents. Like, and I was like, okay. Um, she was just like, well, I fully expect you and your brother to write a book at some point. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm. You don't think I've got one started, Ma? <laughs> yeah. Get re- get ready. Strap in. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. This I recently, come out well after. I recently got to comfort my father by confirming to him that he is not in my forthcoming book. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a bit nervous. And I was like, oh, you're not in it. And he was like, oh, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, no, he is in it a little tiny bit. Like he's present. He's present, but he's not in it. As a sort of biographical fact. Yes. But he is not discussed in any way. No. Yeah. Yeah, I got got some stuff started that's like in the Ivan Coyote kind of vein of like, here's a story, but a specific thing. (laughs) 
and yeah. I've got several of those lined up. Yeah, like, you just got to you just got to wait till everybody's dead yeah, or to do a fake name. Just like, no, this is about some other gay from Cape Breton who's <laughs> who moved to Vancouver. This is not me. <laughs> yeah, who I mean, is this? Yeah, it could be anybody. Yeah, I know. I know, too, in, in Vancouver. It could be it either also, one of them. Could be it them. could also be just that, like, your parent reads your book, maybe, and then just never talks to you about it. It's fine. That's fine. I mean, we are we yeah. are Irish Catholic, and we have a very healthy level of not talking about things in my family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sometimes that works out fine. Don't worry, friends. So, yeah, or <laughs> your family could be Italian, and they want to talk about everything. So you know, it could go either way. Any I of the ways. Someone who was Italian, and wow, well, the family would talk about everything, but also nothing at the same time, but also very loudly. <laughs> oh, that one hundred percent. That's it. That's the whole yeah. vibe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When there were when there were like four four kids and grandkids and nieces and nephews, and then the the distant cousins would show up. I was like, wow, I have to go outside Honestly, and let my ears just kind of calm down. It is so comforting, and I'm really missing. <laughs> Can I? So quiet all us- the time. Terrible. Can yeah, I take us back to this movie because this this conversation made me think about how much I love that very brief credit scene where her dad is at a yes. like parents of LGBTQ yeah. kids because. Yeah. It is like, not only is it like nice, cause it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, you could sort of feel that yeah. the dad was maybe not totally into this, but I also like that it, it goes back on that. Like once you become queer, you are no longer part of this beige world. Yeah. Like you don't belong there anymore. You belong in this other world. And it's yeah. like, no, actually like those are still her parents. Like she can actually still have a relationship with them. She doesn't have to be like, no, these two adult gay men who I met five days ago are my parents. Yeah. And I will talk about going to college with them. Like, that's great. It's really great that there's some safe adults that these kids can go to. But like, also, I'm just really glad that maybe she gets to have a relationship with her dad as well. Yeah, because I love yeah. that it goes from like her dad being like, my daughter's a homosexual to the mom sitting there in the hat and the sunglasses and the scarf, like, not my kids. <laughs> I mean, she's you still know, there, but she's, she's just there. Kinda, I like yeah. that they I like that they show that because they had it had been such a hard line that they said that they were drawing and it had been such a and the the Mary was like trying to sort of be like, you know, if you do this, you'll be entirely alone in the world and you're gonna have nothing and so i think like that scene is is so important because like the reality is you you can't just get by on like the other teenager you happen to be in love with like you you need more (laughs) you need some sort of like emotional support from from someone chosen family or not but you need to be someone who is like older experienced to be like let me help you through your tumultuous late teen years well, and just like showing that like people might be really terrible because they are ignorant or whatever and that they can move along somewhere else in that journey. Like it doesn't people aren't static. They don't stay awful forever. Sometimes people grow into their awfulness. They start mm-hmm. fine and then they get terrible. But there's also <laughs> tons of people great who point. Start terrible and then get great. <laughs> I also really appreciate that they don't have both of the parents just like woohoo like yeah, exactly. right yeah. away because I, yeah. it, it's just not very realistic for that to be the case so I, I do appreciate that you know they have the mom really uncomfortable clearly but still there like there's hope yeah. for her and she'll probably get there but she's like the begrudging she, support yeah. of like she has, oh girl yeah, but I won't you know. enjoy it <laughs> yeah 
I'll go, but I won't enjoy it is like, (laughs) man, that is such a vibe of so many people who are just like really committed to their own misery. And I, I've seen this like so much and so many people and it's once they let go of it, man, it's like, it's just a much better life. It's yeah. I have a question. Mm. Do you think Mary's character is supposed to be read as also a closeted lesbian? Yes, I yes. do. Yeah. Based on Absolutely. her really impassioned, you know, <laughs> what, you know, thinking about caressing women's breasts and all that, like that for me <laughs> is... long, sensuous legs. Yeah. yeah. Soft, soft <laughs> I mean, for me, that was a dead giveaway there. Yeah, I get so oh, yeah, for just sure. Beat it down so far inside of her. She's like, nope, I'm, <laughs> I have a kid. I'm, I'm straight now. It's like that's not how that works. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, not that you know everybody needs to have these kind of romantic connections, but it seems like her entire life is very much just about making sure that nobody's gay. Yeah. Like she doesn't really seem to have like much of a life outside of this. Yeah, so yeah, she, she's, she doesn't to she, heterosexualize the world. Yeah, she's not that interested in like necessarily like being a good mom to her son. <laughs> she's no. not that interested in being a good parent or a good person. Like her, the way she defines being good is like just deeply, deeply like repressing every single. Mm-hmm. element of same-sex uh desire or relationship so and honestly again that whole put it in unload and pull out <laughs> when you describe like heterosexual sex as like that specifically because she only she didn't she wouldn't even she would never like describe um you know male homosexual sex as that like this was her this is how she defined heterosexual yeah, sex four play is for sissies, sissies. exactly exactly <laughs> I think she's had some, I, I think maybe Mary even has like a bit of a darker backstory than we want to think about. Mm. I, the other, completely kind of separate from well, that. Well, the other kind of hint, no, 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 just before you separate from that, yeah, yeah. when she is having the conversation with Graham, that is like, I am proving to you that you are in fact traumatized and that's why yes. you think you're gay. Yes. She says you were assaulted. Yes. You were molested. Yeah. She specifically molested. wants her to. Yeah. Yeah, because she was molested, never she comes up yep. anywhere else and does suggest that Mary has a darker backstory. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we've made this movie grim. Keep going. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I Look, no, I no, no, do we've done I, our job. I always show up and make it grim. That's unfortunately kind of one of my calling cards. That's card. Andy Warner shows up and makes it grim. Makes it grim. <laughs> um, but like I said, I think that there is a part of it that is a little grim. So I think I agree with you, Chloe. Yeah. I completely. Yeah. I, yeah. But the other the, the other thing that was kind of interesting to me is, um, oh, my God, what's the character? Oh, Sinead, mm-hmm. um, who uh, uses that zapper, yeah. um, not just as like a masturbatory effect, but she really does seem to be sort of like early into S&M and pleasure pain kind of like play. I really liked that this movie made space for lots of different expressions of, um, like, just pleasure, you know? Like, it wasn't just straight up, like, everyone has to swap spit or, like, touch genitals. Like, Like, you know, sometimes a person just wants to zap themselves to orgasm. Great for you, Sinead. Yeah, I love fun. this for you. <laughs> go, go forth on your journey and zap away. And I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> and I mean, maybe there's a darker reading to that too. I'm, I'm here for that. But I just because so often we see she like introduces herself and says, "My name is Sinead, and I like pain." She does. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm. Exactly. 
What did I you just, say earlier? I like I like that as like a as a character element. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said yeah. I said aversion therapy is not very useful for somebody who's ma- a masochist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. So clearly Mary's not doing her homework here on the no. children. She's like <laughs> I mean, I just think Mary couldn't even really like fully comprehend that because she has so much self-loathing herself and like there already is so much pain inside her. Yeah. She couldn't think about how like she's deriving her own pleasure from her own pain because like she's just in this little tunnel of madness. It's Mary's I want more from Mary. I want to see uh, but I'm no, a she's leader, a child people. abuser. Well, I also know I understand that she's doing bad things. I do. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm just not saying she doesn't need uh to have that addressed as well. I think <laughs> I think she has her own stuff to do. That's I want to see the You know what? When we get the extended version. Story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah, we TV, get her like No, no, no. She's going to like get uh, a own Cruella or uh, <laughs> Maleficent. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen yeah, for her. I was going to say, That's if there was a remake, I want Sarah Paulson to play Mary in the remake. I want Sarah Paulson to play Mary is like in the prequel. <laughs> Oh, that would like, be amazing. Just do it the whole the whole time. Like she could she, yeah. Sarah Paulson at every age yep. just oh. playing twenty yeah. to eighty. We don't care. Yep. We don't care. Sarah yeah. Paulson Sarah can play every age. It's fine. Who else who who would you cast today as our Clea and Natasha? Because like I don't know I a young actor. Um, this is also how I feel. Never I'm heard like, of a young I'm like I only ever. know Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. That's it. Who? Liv Hewson. Um, oh, Santa from Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh. Liv Hewson, I think, would be good as as Megan. We'll uh, just lift the entire Yellow Jackets cast. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not against it. That sounds good. I like um, some of the cast of, um, uh, oh, my God. The Never Have I Ever? I think that's Never Have I Ever on Netflix? Yes. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can lift some of that mm-hmm. cast. I love them. Uh, a lot of them. Yep. All of them. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Oh, who was yep. the yep. great cast? Person on Sabrina. Um, they would be good as, uh, as Graham. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I, forget, I forget their name. Yeah, like Graham should for sure be non-binary in the yeah. remake, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, I think absolutely. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that the chain and the shirt combo, I'm like, that's not, no. <laughs> that is my well, thought. Thank you very much. Like, like, and the fact that her name is Graham is also yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I love you a know. lot of those details. There. That, uh, Julie Delpy showing up as like uh, her cat her, in the, she's credited as lipstick lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's credited as lipstick lesbian. I have never noticed that. That's incredible. Oh, no. incredible. I have still the phrase we use. I have not no. used that phrase in so fucking no. long. No, no one no. uses that, that was That's a 2000 word. Uh, yeah. 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 We've we retired oh, that one. So funny. Yeah. That was so funny. Another thing I loved was that this movie was full of montages which felt like uh you know they were like parodying the montages we see in teen movies there were Mm -hmm. i have not watched a movie with this many montages maybe (laughs) ever and every single one of them was a delight and they were very important to the story it was like okay this is what they have to get up to now we're seeing these two people get closer this is this is what uh, this is what the blue shorts got to do. This is what the pink shirts got to <laughs> yeah. do. Like the montages were extremely delightful. 
And again, it felt like they were such a, 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 a fun nod to all the stuff that we normally would see in like a regular old teen film. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like in this remake that we're going to make, it's got to <laughs> also be full of montages. Yeah, 100% full yeah. montage. I, think yeah. I actually want, have... I want one whole episode that is just montages. Yeah. It's a bottle montage episode. <laughs> bottle it's mon- such I love a 90s that. thing to have montages. And I think the only other things that have gone that hard into it are like satires of teen movies, like a scary mm-hmm. movie and like not a teen Absolutely. movie. And like they they leaned into that that bullshit trope because it's so like it's it's a good use to like get a lot of information out in a short way but also these (laughs) the montages were fun like they were fun to watch they were good and like it's it's in a way like it took that trope of like we need some filler like we just need to show a bunch of stuff really quick and like we they actually used it well and it actually did give a lot of information in a really fun engaging way i don't actually think like there's a single second of filler in this whole movie like if if i sat down and thought about it it's really it's really short really short yeah it's long that's how you know that wild long scene of her ugly crying is intentional yeah like it's a real choice because it's like the longest single take in the movie (laughs) yeah um this film is art it is is. absolutely yeah yeah um who would play the the mike the rupaul character I, think, oh. I, I thought Latrice Royale from RuPaul's Drag Race would be great because Latrice is, you know, so over the top, so flamboyant, the amazing cackle, and then to like be really like hyper masculine. I think that would be hilarious to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we would get like a like a new younger queen from like of the RuPaul sort mm-hmm. of franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that role, and then like somebody from queer eye as the sun like we got like this is the kind of oh my god we can like, Anthony from queer eye yeah. <laughs> right like or maybe or maybe like Anthony and jvn are the couple who oh, yes. like yeah. takes yeah. the kids oh. out yeah. like the xx case. i feel yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay then who plays the parents because i feel like the parents have to be like iconic film royalty in some way in the in the cult vein yeah i mean i think john waters should be the <gasps> dad yeah i was gonna say john okay, waters should I'm be involved great i love it john waters as the dad perfect i love it yeah oh, what about ricky lake because ricky lake was in all of john waters movies. oh my god ricky, ricky lake is such a good great, call she would, i love that i think she would bring yeah. like yeah. a level of and she, under- I love she it. would understand the assignment she'd be mm-hmm. like i know exactly what to do with this don't oh, worry yeah. about it she'd be, a, it. She'd be into it yeah it's yeah. perfect i love it it's great uh, oh, oh, we've or, really done um, it. We've really done it. Yeah. <laughs> we have really done it. Great job, everybody. Speaking of, who I would, saw... sorry, no, actually, one more. Who would play the lipstick lesbian? Who's that? Owen Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Incredible. wonderful. Incredible. Or wonderful. Jennifer Beals, just because I am thirsty for Jennifer Beals. <laughs> I love it. I I, I, like- I kind of want, based on the other conversations we've had, like I would really like some other um, actors who've appeared in some of these other movies to come in. Like maybe you know, maybe Jennifer Tilly can make. Oh my god! Oh, Jennifer Tilly would be so good as Jennifer Tilly. Great. It'd be really funny yeah. to do a throwback and have Melanie Linsky play the lipstick lesbian. <gasps> oh yes. 
You know what, Gina Good. Gershon. Let's let's you know Gina Gershon doesn't get a lot of work. I feel yeah. like guys, Gina Gershon. These references are too old. The lipstick lesbian needs to be young You're right. and hot. She needs to be like oh. thirty. She, You're right. Well, maybe twenty five. Maybe even twenty. God. Okay. Well, okay. Um, Mackenzie Davis. Who's that? Uh, she was in Terminator. She was in uh, Happiest Season. She was in Station Who is Eleven. She in Happiest Happiest Season. It's not that. not Case Two. <laughs> The, the other lead. The other lead. Oh, the other lead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All she's right. Like, yeah. I just, I, like, this is going to sound terrible, but I just think she's too thin. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. <laughs> that's just, I mean, I actually terrible. think that sounds fun. We need to consider where Case Do would fit into this reboot. Oh, I was just going to say that. Case Do could be the lipstick lesbian. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Right. actually yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. I know that she's and thin, I, but she's just not too yeah. thin for what I, I think this want this I want her in this, though, to be wearing, like, a, a Princess Diana tank top in this. <laughs> oh, please. Yes. <laughs> just for, like, yeah. a fun, a fun nod. Yeah. Just a wink. Just you a, know, I also think it? like Cara Delevingne could be mm-hmm. okay in the mm-hmm. lipstick role too. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, Amanda could be really good in the oh, lipstick yeah, lesbian yeah. role too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love this conversation. She was in uh, the Hallmark movie with Ricky Lake. The uh, what's, what was it fucking called? Under the under the Christmas tree Christmas or something. Tree. Um, she'd be good. I think she's like roughly thirty-ish, young. Oh, fan. you know what? If Ricky Lake can't be the mother with John Waters, maybe Jennifer Coolidge could do it. Oh, oh, fuck yes! Because that would be pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're great at we're great we're at greatest this. Hollywood, <laughs> to Hollywood should hire us to to cast yeah. things that aren't in existence yet because we are clearly yeah. geniuses. I love how many I, times I, this conversation finally. gave us the opportunity to say lipstick lesbian as well. <laughs> <laughs> we do love some alliteration. Oh, Just haven't wow. used that phrase for a while. So. Yeah, a while. Yeah. This has been really so- wonderful. <laughs> Yeah. Some of the, like just the old throwbacks, like Raging Bull Dyke. I was like, oh, I have not heard that phrase in quite a while. Folks, my pickup just arrived. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I have to also jump off because I have to find out how people are doing. Yes. Um, but I wanted, I didn't want to be rude. Half, so. um, but also, yeah, I just say it's been an hour and a half and Chloe does the editing. So for the sake of <laughs> our, sorry, Chloe. Chloe, you deserve better than this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, this was, 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 this was like, I have notes. I'm not even going to look at them because I know this is going to just, this will be the most organic, fun conversation. <laughs> it was super fun. Yes, thank I, you. It was really fun. So really, much. like, thank you so much. An I absolute am delight. so glad we got to have this conversation and that I got to really watch this movie and pay mm. attention. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. This has been amazing. So lovely. Thank you so much, guys.